0: Hi, I'm Lynn. And I'm Jan. Welcome to the second season of Lamplighters Podcast. Lamplighters is a community that encourages women to grow in our faith through the study of God's Word. No matter who you are or where you are, no matter the time or experience you've had following Jesus, or if you haven't had any at all, we are grateful to be on the journey with you and look forward to becoming more of who God created us to be. Okay, so last week we finished up our two-part series on the Spirit in Believer's Lives, and we touched on the freedom and the intimacy of our relationship with Christ Mm -hmm. because of the Holy Spirit. So He is a gift in so many ways, Mm -hmm. but the bottom line conclusion we came to was that we can't follow Christ without the Spirit's presence and His power, Mm -hmm. okay? Um, I can't imagine there's more after that summary statement, but I know there is because we have two more weeks.
1: So what are we going to do this week? Well, there is more. There's always more when we're talking about the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's hard to believe, Jan, but we do only have two lessons left. (laughs) I know. And then this study of the Holy Spirit will be over. Now, um, these last two lessons are closely related enough that I want to begin today with a quick explanation of what the difference is between the two. So the lesson that we're going to do today is the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and then next week is the fruit of the Holy Spirit. And they sound similar, but there is a difference, and I think it will be beneficial to know that going into it.
0: It always helps to start that way. Yeah. So let's start with gifts.
1: Now, the gifts of the Spirit, Spirit are given instantly for the purpose of ministry, and they have to do with a person's spiritual capabilities when in service to the Lord. So gifts are not for our own purposes, but they are for the purpose of ministry to others. So in other words, the Holy Spirit gifts you with what you need to accomplish your purpose as a follower of Christ, which is bringing people to Him. And there is a great variety in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Now, by comparison, there is one fruit of the Spirit, and it has to do with a person's spiritual character, which is developed gradually as believers abide in Christ and yield to the working of the Holy Spirit. It's a lifelong Mm. thing, and it's a very personal thing. It has to do with who you are in Christ. And I know you're going to talk about that much more when we go into next week's lesson. Now, that's a very
0: basic description, but do you see the difference? Well, yeah, it's important to see the difference, or we're going to get confused between the two. Mm -hmm. The the gifts are given when we become believers in Christ by the Holy Spirit for the purpose of building up the body of Christ and for ministry. But the fruit of the Spirit has to do with the character of Christ that the Holy Spirit is building in us, inside us. Okay. That's right.
1: Okay, now. I want to do a little bit more um, defining before we dive deeper so into that. <laughs> yes. There are two more words I want to look at um, so that we can just be sure we're all on the same page with what a spiritual gift is, and so that we can better understand why it is that we receive them. Mm-hmm. Now, these two words that I want to define are very common. They are talent and skill. Ah. So let's start with talent. Now, talent is defined as something that one is born with. You know, it's your natural ability to do something without really thinking about it. And I think a really easy example to recognize is when you see a person who is naturally athletic. You know, if you've ever known a natural athlete, you will know that they have sort of this uncanny ability to do a lot of different physical things without seeming to have very much effort at all. Mm -hmm. Um, My dad was a natural athlete. And whether it was baseball or skiing or tennis or any variety of sports, he could pretty much just go out and do it. You know, his body seemed to know how to move and to react to whatever it was supposed to be doing. Um, An interesting thing I came across when I was researching this concept of talent is that there have been studies done that estimate that every person is born with 500 to 700 different talents. Good grief. Obviously, most of which we never discover or use. And that's (laughs) staggering to me. That
0: is staggering. 500 to 700. um, And I can... uh, I assure you that out of all of those, athletic talent is not one of mine. I think my <laughs> natural talent is eating. Yeah, well, that's a good
1: one, too. It <laughs> keeps you alive. Yeah. Well, okay. Now, skill, on the other hand, is something that you acquire after putting a lot of hard work into it. You know, it's a learned ability. I'll use the example of writing calligraphy mm. as a skill. You know, no one is born knowing how to write. But once you learn to write, you can practice and become proficient, and then you can get more complicated and learn to do things like calligraphy. Mm -hmm. It's important to note that a talent can be practiced and worked on to become a skill. I'll use my dad again as an example. As I said, he had a natural athletic ability, and he used that talent to become a skilled pitcher in baseball his natural ability helped him but it was hours and hours of practice that turned his talent into a skill i can't imagine how many pitches he had yes, to throw yes exactly so you mm-hmm. don't have to have a talent to have a skill you know i've been reassured that even though i have no natural talent as a singer if I got the right training and practice enough, I would be able to sing. Mm -hmm. Now, that's a theory that has yet to be proven in my life. You know, I can tell you it would take an exceptionally patient and maybe even slightly tone-deaf teacher with a lot of persistence to develop that skill in me, but you get the idea. I totally get the idea. I think
0: you and I fall into the same category of make a joyful noise, Uh, but I love to sing, and that's unfortunate. I've never had any training, so maybe I could develop that although it seems to be a little late in life to pick that one up. Okay, so in summary, a talent is something you are born with, Mm -hmm. and a skill is something you learn and develop. So it takes practice and skill to excel in your talent, and People who don't follow Christ have both of those of course. talents yes. and skills. Yes. But a gift is somewhat, something that is given to a follower of Christ. That's right. Okay.
1: We all know people who have special talents. You know, there are great musicians who can play all kinds of instruments or write music. You know, others may have a talent for working with their hands, quilting, sewing, carving, building. Mm-hmm. You know, Some people can take a canvas and a paintbrush and create a beautiful piece of art. I believe that every individual has many talents. Um, the question then becomes, are these talents the same thing as a spiritual gift? And the answer to that is? Well, mm. so let me just say <laughs> here that I believe every talent or ability has its source in God. There's yeah. no question. We are told that in Scripture. In fact, in James uh, chapter 1, verse 17, it says, Every good and perfect gift is from above coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. So he definitely gives us, you know, all of the good things that we have. And I think that it is God's plan that each of us would take whatever talent we have and make it available to him and and to use it for his glory. Yes, because uh, he provided it. That's exactly right. And there's
0: kind of a parable about that in Matthew 25, about using your talents. Yeah, okay, so
1: y'all can go read that one. Um, Okay, so remember, what I'm not saying here is that a talent is the same thing as a spiritual gift. What makes a spiritual gift distinct from a talent is that God owns the results of a spiritual gift because what is accomplished is beyond our own abilities, and it is used for His glory. A talent, however, can be used for personal gain, you know, both good or bad. We've all seen it. Mm. You know, as a person, you have a choice how you're going to use your talent. The spiritual gift, however, is an empowerment of the Holy Spirit that is beyond our human ability. The, spirit, the spiritual gift can and often will work through a talent or an ability. All right, so I've done a lot of talking, and the good news is that I'm finally ready to talk about what is meant by the term spiritual gift. Okay, so let's dive right in. Let's dive right in. All right, spiritual gifts are special abilities given to the Christian by the Holy Spirit. As the term gift implies, these special abilities are given to us freely. They are not something that we earn. We receive them as part of our salvation. The Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit alone decides who will get which gifts. He gives them out as He determines. In other words, we do not suddenly decide that we are going to have a certain (laughs) spiritual gift. Instead, the Holy Spirit in His own wisdom and by His own choosing decides which gifts we will or will not receive. Mm. Spiritual gifts are divine abilities given to every Christian by the grace of God through the Holy Spirit to be used to serve and strengthen one another and to glorify God. Spiritual gifts are given for the entire Christian community for mission and for ministry. In other words, even though each person is given unique spiritual gifts, those gifts are not intended for the benefit of that individual person. Instead, the gifts are meant as a means to minister to int- the entire community. The purpose of the spiritual gift is to build up, encourage, and comfort.
0: So, generally speaking, in review, mm-hmm. a talent is something you're born with, mm-hmm. a skill is something you develop. Mm-hmm. And people who don't follow Christ have both of those. Correct. But a spiritual gift is given
1: mm-hmm.
0: to individual Christians. Mm-hmm. For the benefit of the body of Christ. And each individual Christian has different
1: gifts. That's right. Okay. So let's talk for a minute about what these gifts are specifically. There are many different ways that spiritual gifts have been arranged into categories. Some of them divide into three categories using the Old Testament. There are prophetic gifts, which include any gift involving teaching, encouraging, truth-telling, or rebuking others. Priestly gifts include showing mercy and care for the needy or involve intercession before God. Kingly gifts are those involving church administration or government. Then there are other ways to categorize them Um, using the gift of knowledge, gifts of speech, gifts of power. And the gifts have also been categorized as those that proclaim the inner growth of the church and those that promote the church's. Outer growth. Hmm. So if these sounds like ideas that you want to explore, there's a lot of information out there, but I'm not really going to go into that today. What I want to focus on today is the individuality of each person and their gifts. You are the only person on the earth who has your particular set of gifts, and only you can use your unique set of gifts. No one else can play your role because they don't have the unique shape that God has given to you. So a spiritual gift plays a part in us being
0: part of a, a bigger picture than just us, mm-hmm. right? That's right. Part of a grander uh, storyline. Mm-hmm. And I'm really glad you mentioned those ways of dividing them because I never thought that there were so many categories, uh, but that makes it a little more manageable and organized.
1: Yeah. Okay. I understand <clears throat> that there are many out there who, want, who probably want me to give you an exhaustive list. And a way to identify what your particular gifts are. But here's the thing. It is generally acknowledged that Paul did not list all of these gifts of the Spirit. And many people believe that there are as many gifts as there are needs in the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. I will, however, give you a sampling. Uh, And I'm going to do it in alphabetical order because I don't want anyone to get the impression that any one (laughs) gift is more important than another yeah, so note rank them that's right these are not ranked these are just alphabetical okay the first one is the gift of administration and it's that ability to organize um, groups and people and to get tasks done then there's exhortation which is the ability to minister words of comfort consolation encouragement and counsel to people to help them heal especially through the word of god there is the gift of giving and that's the ability that God gives to members of the church to contribute their material resources to the work of God with just complete freedom and cheerfulness.
0: Okay, in a, in excess of what every Christian is well, right. wants t- right. to give. I mean, you know, we right.
1: all give. Some of us with a little more uh, freedom and Enjoy. joy than others. <laughs> yes. Okay. And um, then there's the the gift of helps and that's the ability To often see needs in others and step in to help um, without being asked. Hmm. Then there's the gift of hospitality. And that's just the ability to create warm, welcoming environment for others. You know, think of opening your home, you know, in times of need. Mm -hmm. There's the gift of leadership, you know, and that's the divine ability to influence people at different levels, you know, directing people and focusing maybe their ideas and their visions. It, it is an ability to communicate goals, um, visions, ideas in a unique manner that people voluntarily want to work in unity and zeal. Mm. Uh, there's the gift of mercy, and that is the ability to feel empathy and care for those who are hurting. I mean, we all know someone who has that gift, who just seems so empathetic all mm-hmm. the time, and they reflect Christ's love um, in a way that just, is just such a gift. Then there's preaching, which can also be called prophecy. And that's the spiritual ability to speak God's truth. Um, revelation is the spiritual ability for the disclosure of special knowledge and information through, dr- through dreams, through studying God's word, through prayers and through visions. And then there's teaching. And that's the ability to study and learn from scripture and bring understanding to other people. You know, it helps them understand, say God's word better. Mm. That's a variety of gifts,
0: right? Oh, yes, and there are more. So, of Many course, more. what I'm thinking is, wouldn't it be great to have
1: fill in dot, the dot, blank? Dot, right. Yes, exactly.
0: Um, I I happen to know my top three spiritual gifts, and I never. Ever would have chosen one of them. Mm-hmm. In fact, I refused to use it for years. Mm-hmm. And when I first started using it, I did not use it. Yielded to the power of the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. it was a disaster. Um, but we don't get to pick and choose, Mm-mm. you know, e- either the ones we think we'd be good at or the ones we think are more winsome and fun, exactly. Right, uh, and that's the meaning of a gift. It's simply one, something that one has to receive. Mm-hmm. There's no picking on our part. That's right. So God gives the gift through the Holy Spirit for His own reason and purposes. Mm-hmm. And we have to assume He knows what He's doing. Even though you may not like your gift, He knows what He's doing.
1: That's exactly right. And, you know, because they are freely given by God, eh, they cannot be earned. Or, more importantly, they cannot be chosen, which <laughs> is what we want to do. Um. Even though they work through individuals, they are really just a manifestation of the Holy Spirit, not of the person who has the gift. Mm. It's the Holy Spirit who is coming out of you in this way. The Holy Spirit has a reason for giving all these various gifts because the Holy Spirit has a perfect, perfect um, purpose for everything that he does. You know, I think sometimes we can recognize the purpose and other times we can't. But we are told that they are to be used for the benefit of others. And in a sense, they are granted to the body of the church as a whole more than they are given to individuals. Mm. There is diversity in their distribution. An individual will never possess all of the gifts. Of course not,
0: because then we wouldn't need each other, right? That's exactly right. So, if it's important to know what our spiritual gifts are, and it is important to Mm -hmm. know, Mm -hmm. how— can we identify them?
1: Well, the first thing that I recommend that I hope everyone will do if they haven't done it already is to just do an actual spiritual gifts assessment. We will have a link on our website um, that we have used at Covenant before, and that's the lamplightersbiblestudy.com website. Uh, but there are also plenty of others that you can find online. And this will give you a great starting point. But I encourage you not to stop there. Okay, You know, pray for wisdom in discerning your gifts. Another great thing to do is ask people who are close to you what they have noticed, because so often others can see in us things that we do not see in ourselves. Oh, amen. You know, one of my spiritual gifts, it's not my main one, but one of them was the gift of teaching. And I never paid much attention to it until one day, I don't know, many, many years ago, (laughs) I had... a. Call from a friend named Jan (laughs) who said, Why don't you pray about teaching at lamplighters? Uh, That is not something I ever would have done on my own. You saw something in me that I did not see in myself. You know, that is exactly how I ended up teaching at lamplighters.
0: It's because June Johnson saw something in me that I did not see in myself. And when she asked me to pray about teaching, I said no. Mm -hmm. So you were at least a little more (laughs) receptive than I was. But, you know, that's kind of how it works. So Uh frequently, other people see more clearly in ourselves what, what we don't see at all. And, and unless you have that, I would say, unless you have that confirmation from somebody who actually does see the gift in you and mm-hmm. affirms the gift in you, mm-hmm. you're, you're probably knocking on the wrong gift. I mean, I think when you have your gift, somebody's going to confirm it.
1: Yeah. Well, so the important thing, first of all, is, just yeah. to, is to figure it out. You are the only person on earth who has and can use your unique set of abilities. No one else can play your role because they don't have that unique shape that God has given you. You know, Paul often referred to the church as being a body. You know, our body has many parts. We have hands, we have feet, ears, legs, you know. Eyelashes. Each part is vital to every other part. Mm -hmm. I mean, a hand would have difficulty Reaching out to grab something if it didn't have the eyes to guide it. Every part is designed to work together for the best results.
0: And the eye couldn't guide it if it had dust in it that the eyelashes can remove. (laughs) Let me just say that. You think they're not important, but they really are.
1: They are. So the church is a spiritual body. And I'm speaking here of the church universal. We each have a special service to perform and a spiritual gift to help us accomplish it. It is the spiritual gifts that unite us as a body and enable us to function as one united body of Christ. The gifts are given for the whole body, not for individual recognition. On our own, we can never accomplish what we can accomplish with others. Mm -hmm. And the Holy Spirit knows this. And that's why he has passed out such a unique variety of gifts. So, Jan, I want you to picture a pile of broken glass, all different shapes and colors. Now, it doesn't amount to much on its own, but put all that broken glass into the hands of a stained glass artist, and that useless pile of broken glass becomes a beautiful piece of art that comes to life when the light shines through it. Mm. We are those useless pieces of broken glass until the Holy Spirit brings us together into a beautiful body that the light of Jesus shines through and transforms. Each of us is needed. Take out a piece of the glass and you get a hole. Mm. It still functions as a piece of art, but it's not as beautiful because something is missing. When each of us uses our unique gift it all comes together to make one beautiful body of Christ working to shine his light. I love that image of a stained glass window.
0: Um, we attended a wedding ceremony one time, in which that is the metaphor that the bride and groom used for their marriage. Oh. And it just was beautiful because we are all broken people, but God can create something beautiful by placing us into his masterpiece. We have Unity in diversity, that's one of the meanings. This is that we are one despite our differences, and those differences are an essential part of the whole
1: beautiful artwork that God's putting together. Yeah, that's exactly right. So you have a spiritual gift that you can put to use that will make a difference in someone's life right now. As a matter of fact, if you don't know what your spiritual gift is, or if you're not using your spiritual gift— You are actually doing a disservice to those around you because you are created to use your gift. Mm. Rick Warren put it this way. God gave me a gift, not for me, but for you. And God gave you a gift, not for you, but for me. If you don't use your gift, you're depriving me. If I don't use my gift, I'm robbing you. Now, remember earlier when I was talking about different talents, Well, a person may have the talent of music or sewing or medicine or growing things, and those are all great talents. But I want you to think about what those talents would look like when the Holy Spirit bestows the gift of evangelism to go with those gifts. Mm. Can you imagine how those talents, when combined with their spiritual gift, could be used to lead others to Christ? And that's true of every spiritual gift. None is insignificant. The Holy Spirit gives us our spiritual gifts so that God will be glorified, so that people will look and say, She could not have done that on her own. That had to be God. This is why God longs for us to allow our spiritual gift to anoint our natural talents and use them for His glory. We each have a natural talent. Think what it could be if you turn it over to Christ. Imagine what could happen when we discover our unique spiritual gifts and join those together with our talents. Mm.
0: You know, Lynn, that reminds me of something that Eddie Sears used to say at Lady Lodge retreats was very meaningful to me. He said, where a need intersects with your passion, that's where you will find your mission. Mm -hmm. So in other words, Um, Our spiritual gifts lead us to our passions, Mm -hmm. and our passions can lead us to our spiritual gifts, too, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: uh, so that they work together. Mm. Um, Before we wrap up, though, I want to caution our listeners in two ways. The first you mentioned is that we sometimes don't use our spiritual gifts, uh, either through ignorance or frankly laziness or in my case it was rebellion Mm -hmm. um it it can be hard work to get to know your spiritual gift and the best way to use it Mm -hmm. um so first of all sometimes we don't use the gifts Mm -hmm. but the second is that we can misuse our spiritual gifts Mm -hmm. I mentioned that with myself when I first started exercising one of my spiritual gifts um I didn't know how to do that mm-hmm. and I was not fully yielded to the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. in that and it was a very destructive thing. So either we can try to use them for our own self-aggrandizement mm-hmm. if you will and don't think that doesn't happen. Yeah. It's a temptation with every gift. Or we try to use them in our own power and not fully submitted to the control of the Holy Spirit. That's when they become destructive. In f- in fact, as I got to know a lot of spiritual gifts, I can frequently identify somebody's by when they're using it not under the control of the Spirit. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's point. kind of a negative way of discerning uh, mm-hmm. a gift. But the point of all of this is to ask the Spirit and your family and your friends to reveal your gifts, see if those dovetail with your talents and your passions, and then yield them to the control of the Spirit because that's the way God will get the glory. And His church will be built up. Right. Um, Okay.
1: Questions for our friends. Well, first of all, I encourage each of you all to work on identifying your spiritual gifts. Because as a Christian, you have a spiritual gift. Mm -hmm. And you need to be aware of it so that you can use it for God's glory. Um, And, you know, once it's identified, then the question is, are you using it? And are you developing it into something that's valuable for the body of Christ? Absolutely. Absolutely. What are your spiritual gifts and how are you exercising them, right?
0: Until next time.